All right, we're rolling it back today to yesterday's event because something happened with IG, maybe with threads. We're gonna try today to see if uh, this works today and if we can get Centrotherm on here. Um, Adam, on the other hand, cannot make it today, so it Afternoon, everyone. We have uh, me and Centrotherm here today. Let's see if we can get him in. Hey, look at that. How are you? Good. What about you, Matt? I can hear you. So we've already done far, far beyond what we did yesterday. Way, so was... way better than yesterday. <laughs> How's it going? It's good to see you, man. It's been uh, a little bit since I've since I seen your beautiful face. So uh, thank you for having me <laughs> on and whatnot. Um, I'm sure you covered uh, that Adam won't be here and whatnot. So our best to him. Um, I haven't covered that yet, but we're about to. Adam's not here today, as you guys know, so Strictly Talking Shit is only me as host today. But we have uh, Matthew Price over here. Um, maybe to start, let's just give very, very quick intro. Matthew, uh, what do you do in uh, what's Centrotherm? So Centrotherm is, of course, the – or Centrotherm Ecosystems – is the North American uh, sister company of the building products division of a pretty large corporation that's based in Germany, Netherlands, uh, where the US and Canada arm of that manufacturing company, uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff globally in the US and Canada, we do flue gas venting and ventilation systems only. So essentially a plastics manufacturer, uh, you know, we uh, do make a most of it, almost 100% of the stuff is in Albany, New York. And, uh, you know, so made in the USA or domestically produced and whatnot in upstate New York, which is where I am right now. And uh, yeah, flue gas vent systems, which uh, is the gray stuff. And then air excellent, which is the green stuff. So pipes, very exciting. Fantastic. Pipes, you know, we make a lot of pipes. Yeah, fantastic. Well, today we're here to talk about industry events, because I think that's what some some people want to hear about and what we're going to go over. So, you know, but before we start and say what you guys have down the pipelines, you know, tell us a little bit about the importance of industry events and what you think about them. So I have been pretty lucky and I've been to a number of industry events that kind of cover a spectrum of, of you know, the channel, let's say, uh, events that were hosted by wholesale chains globally, um, organizational type stuff where it's, uh, you know, institutes or training organizations put on uh, conferences and, and, you know, full sessions of, of seminars and stuff. And then there are sort of the um, <laughs> like fun stuff that goes around and sometimes it's centered around trade shows and things like that too. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm always following along on what you and Colin are doing with Navian and you know what uh, what rigid did a couple weeks ago and of course we have our own version of that at centrotherm that uh we're very much looking forward to we think it's a great opportunity to network um there is a really uh fantastic community of people in this industry and it's a, just a wonderful you know it, it's 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 lovely that we have the ability to help kind of further the trades bring everybody together and uh, sort of celebrate it as all you know celebrate hvac plumbing etc cetera, etc cetera. uh it's not just about our product it really is about the community which is why our events are open to people who might do air conditioning refrigeration etc we're not it's not 100 percent a um 
you know, a sales pitch for our product. That's not really what it's all about. And I don't, um, and I, and I kind of like it that way. If it's too commercial, then, you know, you might as well sit through a, like a zoom meeting and yeah. take it for 30 minutes and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, and again, we're, we're lucky that we have really, really wonderful people in this industry who kind of get all that and, and synergistically help make the event as, as good as it was last time. And as uh, excited as we are for it next time. That's awesome. Well, Let's go to the main part of what we're going to talk about today because you talk about last time because last year you guys had a Squid Games event that you guys organized. So what, what inspired that concept and then what do you, uh, you know, what, what do you envision when you have such an event of like, how does it benefit you guys and how does it benefit everybody else that comes to this event? Like, why, why do you guys make such an event? So the, the inspiration, I, I believe, was that Mike Sakaris was watching the Squid Games, uh, the Netflix show maybe on a plane or at an airport or something like that. And I know that he, like many of us, got kind of swept up in it. It was a pretty intense program there, you know, interesting Netflix series with a lot of really eye-catching visuals and stuff like that. And I'm not sure how we made that sort of centered the theme around that, but we knew we wanted to do some kind of contractor event because those are the folks that um, really drive the industry. And, and that's the you know, from a from a marketing standpoint, though, that's the attention that we're, we're looking for. We want the people to who uh, can know the, the most about the stuff to use our product and give us feedback on it and things like that. And that that's the, the most um, useful element to some of that and making these relationships. And, uh, you know, and again, the, the event was really is more of a, a community thing than than a sales event. Right. You know, as I mentioned, we're a heating company exclusively in the U.S. That's all we do. So if you are only putting in air conditioners like some of the people I've become close with, you don't even really touch our product. But luckily, that's not 100% what it's all about. So, you know, we, we just want to bring together the, the, the top people in the industry, the people who do the most professional work across the board and, uh, you know, and just have a sort of a networking event. And let's be honest, a party and, um, you know, sort of advance the trades. You know, I talk to a lot of people um, in this industry, and, and I do think that folks like yourself and people like Michael Flynn and Jeff and, you know, many, many others, Ben Thompson, uh, elevate the just the general thought or the, the mentality that surrounds plumbing and, and just the trades in general. And, and we like to be a part of that as well. We're naturally, we belong in the mechanical room as well. So anything we can do to raise the profile of the trades overall we're on board for that what's centrotherm <laughs> says michael flynn i don't know but, but I, I see a lot of those ntis going into new jersey and i'm curious as to what we need to do to uh to get that like uh unlisted vent material off of those installations down there at uh, in matuchin mr flynn that is hilarious so for those of you who don't know last year we did go for a squid games in miami and uh you know centrotherm set it up quite well where we were doing little uh little little uh what do you call those um games where events, we games would try to games. events games where we would try to stay alive as far as possible and i think you know going down the line i don't think there's way too many videos about it but you know uh the beginning was all about you know talk about product putting this product together then we had an event where we had to try to create a product within our groups right and then we were chosen through their engineering department and everybody else who got to the next level and then things went to the final all of a sudden because we started getting shot and everybody started dying, uh, dying. I'm still alive, so it was still good. 
Uh, and I think it came down to what Aaron Bond and George the Plumber. Yes, yes, indeed. Was, the, uh, was the final face off two Titans. Yeah. So when we had that, was that like everything you guys envisioned it to be? Like, was it everything that you, you know, wanted it to be for such a game for that Squid so, Games for so last I, year? I can't really even answer that question because we had no experience doing anything like this. We had no idea. I mean, we learned a ton of lessons that we are employing this time around, which we can talk about if you'd like. Um, but we really had no sort of expectations because we had no frame of reference. Uh, nobody really had done anything like that. Um, we, we had sort of been aware of other things that other manufacturers have done, be it, you know, a trip over here and then like a little bit of time in a conference room and maybe a com uh, like a concert or, uh, you know, I mean, I still have some video clips that you went to Tiesto oh, yeah. at, uh, in Vegas yeah. with somebody, you know. So like, that's kind of fun and it's interesting and, and, and there's certainly a time and a place for that. But we, we were going for a, a little bit, uh, more of the networking stuff, more of the more of the binding people together, more of the interactive, and just sort of more, you know, I don't want to say more fun, but that was, of course, the goal, yeah. right, was something that was a little bit more memorable. And naturally, the, uh, you know, the atmosphere that we were in for the, the second day certainly helps to play that role, which is why we wanted to book that place again. And of course, we did. So that will be the, um, the culmination, the, uh, the season finale, as we call it, right. in the, uh, you know, uh, well, for that. So the thing is season season two for squid games isn't even out yet so you guys might not have the same ideas this time so technically the squid games on this season two is strictly what you guys kind of created to be correct and we have a ton of different ideas probably too many that we can actually deploy let's say we've been you know kind of boiling this pot me and specifically me and mike sakaris and uh, my marketing associate, uh, Alex, also helps me. But, uh, you know, people like you also, we chat and we, you know, kind of get ideas and bounce stuff off you. What would be fun? What makes sense? What doesn't? You know, that sort of thing. But we have a, we have a very large project management file with all kinds of stuff brainstormed. And we are definitely going to get a little bit out of the box. Um, we're going to be bouncing around town a little bit more. We've got some ideas for a variety of things that uh, will expand upon the the games themselves. Um, are we going to do uh, an installation challenge as the conclusion? We're, we're not sure yet. I mean, it's a little early to tell. Uh, so we're still putting those pieces on the chessboard, but we want to make it just e equally, if not more interactive, um, more team sports, more team oriented type things. We were kicking around ideas about, uh, you know, qualification stuff that makes somebody Ooh. a team captain. And then this team captain has certain privileges and blah, 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 blah. I mean, right now we are, um, there are no bad ideas. So there there's, is, there's nothing set in stone yet right now. Nothing set in stone. I mean, not we, even, there, not no, even no, the first game, not even anything that you can tell the audience that, you know, what can they expect? You, you should a expect tip. a sort of a one of a kind. I mean, certainly if you watch our Instagram story highlight, or check out some of the YouTube videos that, that kind of captured the uh, the atmosphere uh, on both the rooftop and uh, the the um, you know the Moxie area, the hotel that we stayed in, and all that the rooftop was hella hot. Yeah, well, that's all I remember. I, I mean, you know, it's what what can you do? You're you're subject to the to the Miami, uh, you know, the yeah, it was great weather of the uh, of uh, Florida and whatnot. I mean, hopefully in February you'll be happy to come down from BC uh, for, for that humidity and that. So. H HVAC, HVAC Jazz says, give, give her a teaser. 
So, I mean, we were planning more stuff um, and not necessarily a tight. So one of the one of the things that people said that was uh, a very viable um, or very legitimate, um, not, I don't want to say complaint, but note for us, let's say, was was we kept it pretty secret and we didn't really even put out an agenda for, for a very long time or, or at all, right? We, so so we, we were unsure of how long things were going to take and whatnot. So we were, we were improvising a little bit. It'll be a lot tighter this time. Um, that's not to say it won't be laid back. You know, we're laid back. That's just how it's going to be. But we have, we're going to have some certain um, things that are on the clock, let's say, that, that correspond to the activities. And, you know, the hopeful, you know, a teaser would be some of them might happen in the sand, in the water, um, oh. you know, uh, out and around town. Um, we, we have certain ideas about, um, you know, that, that will require a little bit of uh, motion and creativity and you know stuff Motion. like that so so in the ocean that's it right keep, keep it where you know there's no so vs contracting is very much on the right track here uh so if you want to look at the comments folks he's he's got a, a little bit of an idea that we are definitely kicking around here and i mean we're planning a lot of fun stuff like that that might even have certain extra steps at certain stages of things and stuff i mean we we really we we know what it's like to plan something like this now. And so that's why we started a lot earlier than we did last time around. And quite honestly, we some of the lessons learned have, have will reduce the workload in some respects to make it the focus a lot more on the actual event, let's say. So if, if you remember, um, we, we were also having, maybe you probably interacted a little bit with, with some of these folks, but we had our rep network down there as well. So we, we, you know, I hosted and emceed the games. We hung out and did meals and we, we were at the bar a little bit, you know, we bounced around a little bit. And, and then every morning, the center third team like presented to our European, you know, our corporate, uh, you know, uh, oh, your corporate management right. and the rep team. And so, so we were doing strategy sessions and stuff. And I mean, it was, it was a lot, right? So it was, yeah. it was a lot. And, and that was certainly a lesson learned is to not do that. So we more, we, more fun than full business, I guess. Right. Well, let's, let's pick a thing that we want to do and do it really well rather yeah. than um, try to do too many things at once. Right. So, you know, I mean, I see, I see Ian, uh, our dear friend from, from uh, P-Dub <laughs> sales out there, uh, you know, they get it. So they'll, they'll be in the mix for, for in terms of the rep so, family. So for everybody that doesn't know um, how this event works, how, because RSVP, you sent out that link for everybody on Instagram. Yeah. So how, how does that work? And how do people kind of get picked for these kind of event for this event in general? And uh, have you guys thought about how that's going to happen in a whole for now? Other yes. than uh, so we have the um, sort of the feeler out right there. There's like a little bit of a video on Instagram and a, a website where you can kind of go and register your interest. We don't want to bother people who can't get away. I mean, there are certainly people who are committed to AHR a little bit beforehand. Certainly people, um, you know, are busy and just can't um, give up the time or don't have the vacation time or whatever it is, right? So we wanted to make sure right. before we sort of spam you, yes, yeah, spam you with like this wonderful trip to, to uh, you know, South Beach, whatever. We wanted to make sure you're into it. You know, we're, we're curious, you know, and, and then from there, 
once we um, closed up the registration in like a couple of weeks, then, you know, everybody gave us their address. We're going to start seeding some stuff in the mail. That's going to have some, some, some gifts but some asks with it and whatnot and then once we start seeing that kind of stuff uh showing back up we'll we'll see who who's really um you know com uh committed and wants to uh and wants to rock with us down down in south beach right so so, so um, for people who don't know um that event what matt is saying ahr happens just before it as well as well as wet so if any of you are going to the hr and wet show or or even both know that right after that but i think it's a week or two um right after that that's when your event happens in miami yeah so i will also be at ahr um two weeks prior but uh we are we're actually not exhibiting so oh we're, really uh, yeah not this time around we're 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 deciding to uh we're gonna probably end up right now our strategy is gonna be ahr big one year big contractor event and then go Oh, off, on, off, on, off, on. This way save, we can really save the budget for that. Yeah, I mean budget, and also sort of. Um, uh, so the event's called uh, season. You know, season two of the Squid Games. The underscore greatest underscore tradesman. Um, oh, you got it. <laughs> I'm reading the comments too. Um, but yeah, so so we're you know we're a limited staff at Central Therm. You know, the marketing department is me and uh, and Alex, who who you met in Miami. Um, and you know, it's just a lot. Both to do AHR correctly is is a huge undertaking. Uh, to do to do Squid Games correctly is a you know a monster. It's even bigger oh, yeah. than AHR because there's a lot more moving pieces. So we we made the decision to kind of flim flam them so that they can get full attention. I mean, we had a great time at AHR uh, this this year. It was probably our best one as a company. So it was definitely a tough decision. But we definitely want to focus on the Squid Games because it's a lot more uh, interesting. I mean, a lot of people exhibit at AHR. You know, you can't. It's a big floor plan, so yeah. you know you might not even get to see everybody you want to you'd want to meet with. I mean, I know that there were people that I had been planning to see that I hadn't seen that I that I wanted to, but I couldn't get away from the booth, and they never made it by. You know, it's it, you know AHR as you know is chaos. Uh, South Beach is going to be controlled chaos. <laughs> That sounds good. So other than games and everything else that has to do with Squid Games, um, what, what do people expect to get out of that event as well? Like, if it's, it, like have you, is it just all for fun or are you guys going to have like a little bit of small learning kind of thing about what Center Therm does? Or when, when people are going, you know, what are some strategies and tips for them in that, you know, in that space to, to network or what, what should they be doing in, in that space? So I think all of the above, right? I mean, last year we had a keynote speaker that turned into a really fascinating kind of question and answer period afterwards. And because we had some of the time, we kind of let it run long because we were getting, it was really fascinating. If you remember, Omar stood up and chatted for a while and Roger Wakefield was chatting and our speaker, Guy, was taking questions. And it was, I mean, to me, it was a lot more, you know, honestly uh, interesting than I expected. Usually I'm like kind of put to sleep by that type of stuff, but it worked out really, really well. And that was sort of improvisational kind of off the cuff. Um, I think this year we want to work in the learning and the training as much as we can, but not sacrificing the, the interesting element of it, the teamwork element of it, you know, the, the fun and the networking at the same time. So striking that balance, I think, is the most fun. I mean, we put together shapes with the pipes, which is itself kind of kind of like training. 
but also kind of competitive and fun at the same time. So, you know, we're, we're hoping we can do something similar to that, I suppose, because building stuff and making shapes and, you know, and just a timed effort, everybody has a good time. I mean, that was, I think maybe the ring toss was, was maybe everybody's favorite. Everybody got like quick, quick turns and whatnot. Um, yeah. But building the shapes was, was chaos. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was, there's some really funny moments um, from, you know, Buddy dropping all the elbows around and whatnot. I mean, it was, it was a good time. So um, I don't know that we're going to do that exactly the same, but something along those lines that does work in what, what the product is will certainly be a part of at least a, a, some of it. Yes. I, I, that, that, it sounds great. I think as a tip for, for, from me, I think everybody who's already on Instagram and they're working on this whole thing and seeing this event, um, I think when you, if you do have the chance to go to that event, make sure that you keep yourself open, uh, make sure you keep your page open and just network, you know, cause I think everybody that is going to go to that event, uh, are more so going to be handpicked, not just because of their influence, not just because of the, of the work they do, but a combination of everything. There are going to be a lot of great people there. Uh, I think don't be afraid to kind of network and through this whole thing and, you know, who, who knows that might even get you the trip as well, depending on who, you know, cause that's kind of what real life is about sometimes that I would say. Um, That's exactly right. I mean, we are not strictly, I mean, this, this is not a strictly who has the most follower situation. It's not even strictly who, who does the most posting of our product, right? It, it's none of that stuff. It's, it is for the trades by and large. And uh, I mean, obviously posting our stuff and being familiar with us does help. It gives you a bit of a, you know, an, a, a knowledge as to who we are. I mean, if you don't know who we are, it's kind of hard to put those pieces together, let's say. But, uh, you know, at this point now, we're, we're even known by people who don't do heating, um, which, you know, whether or not that helps with sales, it does certainly help with, uh, you know, branding our company and, and, and the knowledge of who we are. So maybe when that person who does air conditioning gets asked by somebody who does boilers, they say, oh, you might want to use the center. I mean, so that's sort of the long, yeah. the long play on all of this is marketing and branding. Um, but I mean, that's really everything, you know, Bruce Springsteen tours so that he can be out there and, you know, have, have his, have his, you know, have a great, have a great show. I mean, it's kind it's maybe a, maybe a bit of a, a distant analogy, but it's, there's something there. So, you know, we're going to move forward aside from industry events. Let's talk about you know, what, what you do at Centrotherm, like for those of you who don't know, what, what do you do over there at Centrotherm, Matt? So I do the Instagram. No, I'm, I, so that's part of it. But, uh, you know, I do a little bit, I'm the marketing and communications manager. So I'm doing really, really anything. So like just for, just example for today, what was I working on today? Uh, we are down a regional sales manager right now. So I am functioning in part as, an, as the East Coast outside salesperson uh, for the Mid-Atlantic Territory. So I was chatting with my reps about a potential wholesaler and what their intention, you know, what their buying intentions are and how we can structure their, you know, their their price structure and all this other stuff. So I was doing some like monotonous sales bullshit today. Um, really, really like by the numbers type stuff. And then, uh, you know, my my central regional says, hey, I, I, I got an idea for sort of a a tell the story piece. I mean, so I was working in InDesign to um, create a literature piece that kind of focuses on safety and codes. Um, we are launching a new website really soon. So I'm in the midst of writing a lot of copy and content for a new website. Um, press releases, installation instructions, graphics, uh, fancy gifts that go to Instagram I make, you know, all the reels. 
which I'm um, still trying to do. They they rejected me a second time. Did they? So uh, I, I no, I think it's because there was the brand itself, like the impetus, but there's also the brand that says impetus plumbing and heating. So I think overall, what I need to do is just put impetus plumbing and heating in there, and everything else is impetus plumbing and heating. So it just accepts me as a brand, yeah, that versus might... a content creator. Because I, I don't like. I mean, if it's a content creator, I guess I have to make gifts of myself, right? Uh, not. <laughs> I mean, not really. You have to, your logo is your logo, right? But maybe, maybe it there. I could see that being what it is: confusion between you as a human being and yeah. you as the company, possible. So you know, when you put that into the brand account thing, maybe just do the the main account. It doesn't if they're searchable. It doesn't really matter who it's associated with. I mean, that's the end goal, right? So which which is what I don't understand either. But but that's okay. Yeah. Um. My next question is. I don't think I've ever asked you this, but prior to Centrotherm, what were you also doing marketing as well? So, I mean, really everything's kind of marketing. My, the job that I had prior to Centrotherm was I worked for NPR. So I was a producer for the radio. Oh. So basically NPR is national public radio. And I was a segment uh, writer and a segment producer for about two years at the local NPR affiliate in upstate New York. And my segment consisted of chatting with professors from uh, across the globe and discussing their research. And I produced 10 of them a week. So they were like two minute segments that aired in the morning and the afternoon. And, uh, you know, I mean, I did all the, the social media around the segment and I uh, marketed the segment for free to other public radio stations and tried to expand the newspaper uh, not the newspaper, the, uh, you know, the, the footprint of the newspaper because Pia said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading the comments and it's just like slips into my head. Um, so yeah, so I, I worked for a, uh, you know, a radio station essentially. Um, and uh, that does give me, I mean, it did help me with some of the stuff that I do now. Um, but I was kind of doing that with the, um, you know, I was doing that when I got hired already. Um, really the, the fun, the fun story as to how I got where I am is that I, um, I pirated Photoshop when I was in high school and I just messed with Photoshop until I, uh, <laughs> the comments on one went out of there. Um, uh, I, just, I just messed with Photoshop until I knew how to do all the tools, right? So I knew okay. how to, you know, and naturally you start, uh, when, you're, when you're like 15 years old and you're messing with Photoshop, I, I'll leave it to your imagination as to the type of material I was creating. But suffice to say, I got really good with like skin tones and dicks, shadows and light sources <laughs> and things like that, right? So, so I got really good at Photoshop, which then led me to, uh, you know, learning how to do Illustrator, InDesign, Adobe Premiere Pro, you know, stuff like that. So now I do a lot of the video editing and obviously I make all the content for Central Therm as well. That's pretty neat. You know, there's, there's a question that I do want to ask is that if you are in the trades yourself, let's say you're a sales guy, let's say you're a plumber or installer, whatever it is, is it ever possible to get into the marketing side as a, as a plumber or as a salesperson? Or do you think that, you know, when you're looking to hire somebody within your team, are you looking for somebody that actually has experience in marketing? So it really depends on the type of role you're hired for. I mean, on paper, Central Therm should never have hired me. And now I'm one of the longest people uh, at the company, right? I had no HVAC um, experience. I've never really, I've never done a single installation. I've never, I've, you know, I, I'm, I'm basically mechanical room adjacent is the way I describe myself. 
now after almost a decade in working at Centrotherm, I know a lot about what goes on inside of a boiler. I sort of understand how a lot of the gear in the room works enough to have a just sort of to be conversational let's say about about plumbing and stuff but i really don't know that much so like the reverse would be impossible i could not go from the marketing job to go be a plumber i just couldn't i would need complete training right now yeah um the the flip side of that would be it really certainly depends on what kind of what kind of what segment of marketing i'm looking for right if we were in the market for consulting and we want we needed to know what a um, you know what a contractor thinks about certain things. Those are the exact type of people you want to talk to. Um, mm. So I mean, is there is there a chance? I think there is probably a better chance to go towards sales because there's a, a lot more of an overlap in terms of the way you're going to explain what you're what you're talking you know how you're what systems you want to put into people and stuff like that. Whereas marketing stuff, I mean, you you know you got to have to know some html for the website stuff i mean I, I do have a um master's degree in english right so that was really what why i was hired my my predecessor couldn't spell at all so all the press releases that she would put out would uh would be like really really messy and terrible and so i have a, a master's degree in english and i know how to put a sentence together and that was really part of why I was um, hired was because they they felt as though my, you know, my, my articulate nature would elevate some of the content that was coming out of there where previously it was really, really sloppy. So I mean, that certainly certainly helped um, me anyway, right. So that had no HVAC knowledge. And now, you know, I have a C minus HVAC understanding, maybe, maybe less than that, you know, enough to sell central therm for sure. Yeah. And enough to, to talk a little shit uh, about pumps and expansion tanks and things like that. So, so, so if you were if we were talking about marketing as a whole, um, you know, where we have B2B or B2C, do you feel like there's any difference when you when you're working and tailoring your marketing strategies from, you know, B2C or B2B? Or like, are you guys most likely more concerned about the b2b side so that's a really that's an actually a phenomenal question because we are exclusively b2b however i'm much much more concerned with the c in that element because those really are the customers right those are the people who buy the product right so so while the the b2b element is manufacturer to wholesale distributor it's it's really the cu the customers of the wholesale distributor who create that pull through demand and pretty much decide what goes on the shelf at those wholesale distributors. So while I have to certainly keep in mind what the wholesaler is interested in and and we work with them all the time on counter days and promotional material and all kinds of stuff, setting up trainings and stuff. They're they are certainly a big part of what I think about. Um, my certainly approach and, and the Squid Games ties directly back in that is m most of my attention goes to the B to C, even though there's not a direct sale relationship. So, so does that mean as time passes, you kind of think that your tactics and your approaches go towards more than to the B to C, such as like things with such as like Instagram or social media side or like 100 percent, 100 percent. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I hope I'm not giving away trade secrets to other, you know, competitors and whatnot. But I mean, I know that you know that some people do this better than others. But I mean, really, um, 
we need we need the wholesale distrib distribution channel as our partners right that we need that inventory on on the shelf i mean british columbia is very far from upstate new york so we need the sherrits and the mcos of, and the wolseleys of the world to have all those parts so we can um you know continue to move that product through however without the folks installing it they don't care to have that stuff and that's why the focus has to be you know really on both um with really i mean really more of a of a of a focus on on the end users that's awesome so other than just trying to give trade secrets away but like you know talk about branding and everything right because you've been working on centrotherm for a while now and centrotherm has been branded the way it is today um, you know, for, for business owners out there, let's just talk about plumbing, heating, and HVAC guys with, for the business owners here. What kind of tips or things that you can give them that, you know, they can strategize to put onto their company that will help them create a brand presence for themselves and have a reputation for them uh, that will help them for their business? So one thing that I'm very blessed in, in terms of uh, that, that question is the product that I sell is, is good. So, you know, that really helps. Can you, can you sell a bad product? You absolutely can. You, you certainly can. And many people make a great living I, selling I shitty stuff. You know, I mean, we, we all buy shitty stuff, you know, whether it's Pepsi that's terrible for you, but delicious, it doesn't matter, right? We all buy stuff that is a, not a bad, that's not a great product. Um, I'm lucky because when I talk to people, it's, it's almost always uh, glowing praise from people who have the most experience. People get very good at it and then they like it because of the, you know, the USPs over certain alternatives that is lighter, that is easier, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, so I've gotten really lucky with that. And, you know, we have an army of folks out there who are installing this stuff from coast to coast. And a lot of them are happy to share, right? I mean, you just posted the, you know, the Pro West uh, training stuff, which is, I mean, just, I mean, it's amazing. It's like top to bottom, a, a great looking installation. It's sharp with the paint and the whole nine yards. So it's like, there's, there's product examples out there. So I don't even have to push it. So from a brand perspective, I try to show the human element of Centrotherm. I try to show yeah. that we're a group of actual, you know, people behind this that are actually there in the finance department, in manufacturing, in logistics, in engineering. And if you watch all some of the YouTube videos and some of the some of the content in there, I'm always taking film and trying to feature the the folks behind the scenes that sort of make it happen. Um, and luckily, I don't have to do a ton of like straight up product commercials because. I, there's a lot of third party testimonial action going and that's uh, really, really made my life um, a lot easier because I don't really even have to search for it too much anymore. We, we've become sort of an interesting, um, cool company to be associated with, let's say, and, and I've gotten a lot of people thanking me for sharing their installation and stuff like that, which to me is like a natural, of course I would share it. So thank you for posting it, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, I mean, that, in terms of overall branding, I'm big on the swag, as you know. Um, I mean, and I know that you know that because I know that you are big on the swag and you're mostly swagged out in your own stuff, which I totally respect and awesome rock as well. Um, you know, I got some impetus gear uh, laying around here as well that I'm uh, proud to wear. So I, I totally get that as well. Um, but, uh, you know, then you, so you go from that sort of fun family thing, then you start giving people hooking somebody up with a hat and whatnot and you can just tell they're they're you know they're they're in the fam now and um 
all that stuff contributes to the branding. It, it, it widens the ambassadorship that, that exists in this uh, weird social media network. And um, just makes um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people be, uh, you know, on team, let's say. Buddy, yeah. buddy, I know how Buddy gets notice for installs. He texts my phone at like 11, you know, 11.30 p.m. <laughs> you just you just gotta post it you gotta text it and then they'll share it right or that's it or you, can't, you talk to other people and then if they like your install they'll share it as well i think that's that's the usual yeah i mean so so i must say there's stiff competition out there you know folks like you folks like mike flynn buddy folks like uh you know like like chris in the chat and and so many more and so many more victor i saw in the chat and uh you know uh, and rob r and j everybody's doing such amazing stuff and then they should be proud of it and they should want to share it i mean and that's that yeah, that's a great community it's it's community work sharing and helping each other to grow so that you know we're not trying to hate people for the stuff that are done wrong and not as good it's just we're just trying to elevate the trade in general to make it um to make it more interesting to make it something that we're proud of to do because i think a lot of people sometimes they hate on the installs or they think oh this guy's spending way too much money or they charge the customer way too much that's never the case people don't understand customers don't want to pay for that shit it's because we want to do it that we paid for it and we add our own costs on top of that to make that happen even if we were to lose money because that's why we like doing it it's our job yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, and I think that uh, there's a lot of people that sort of exemplify that out there who are raising the bar almost on a day to day basis in terms of how, how crisp can those bends get? How, you know, how clean can that backboard be? I mean, LEDs, the whole nine yards. I mean, I'm always amazed by what's what's uh, what I get to see. That's that's almost one of my favorite parts of my job is learning about something that I don't really know about. And, yeah. and seeing how, how, I mean, how intense and how professional and, and, you know, wildly impressive some of that stuff could be that, that so many people take for granted. Yeah. I, and I really like what you said earlier, right? Like how central therm kind of like how you guys are building right now, how you build your business, how you're building the business based on the fact that there's real people there. I think a lot of the time what people don't understand and what they kind of, what kind of starts happening all the time is they think that a company is a company and that when you call in there's just going to be a guy who just goes to do his work for nine to five they don't care about shit they just want to get shit done uh versus when you actually work with a company who are for, who is for the people and you know that you can find somebody there that's where you can get one better service and two you feel like you are somebody when you're installing the product not just somebody who buys a product off of the wholesale and then away you go i think there's a lot of that problem you know, that happens in between nowadays where, you know, we buy product and then something happens and there's nobody to take care of the situation and we end up having to deal with it ourselves and we get angry at it. But I think, you know, social media is a great side for that, as you said, because now, you know, we're able to reach so much further with social media where if we do have that problem, it's not that we're not that one small guy anymore, whether your company's big or small. If you work on your social presence, you come off as a bigger person, even as a bigger company. And when you have issues, they no longer feel like you're that one, that one solo contractor that just, you know, bought something that's really cheap that they don't have to care about. So, you know, it, it's good that you guys do build your brand on that right now. And you guys are more focused on that side. But, um, you know, another question that I had that builds up to that, probably the last question of the day is, you know, doing all this marketing stuff for Central Therm and that social media and all that, 
there must be challenges. What, what, what's a challenge that you feel like you're having nowadays within that industry and trying to market or anything within that, you know, branding, uh, marketing side for Central Therm? What, what's a challenge? So I'm sure that you feel this, I mean, I have a few answers to this question. One, of course, is feeding the beast to social media, right? So, so keeping fresh content, always remembering to film or bring the tripod, always remember, you know, trying to think of like, oh, you know, I needed that little clip earlier to make this real make sense, you know, so like cre creating fun content constantly to keep it in entertaining is, is certainly a, a interesting challenge, but it's kind of one that I like, honestly, um, because I have developed a love of filming and a love of film editing and you know i mean there's I, I, people do amazing stuff with with the phone but i get so frustrated i have to throw that video into premiere and and like really sink into the to the content and whatnot so that would always uh you know that's that's always an interesting challenge and uh you know I, many many late nights are spent here in, in this laboratory um dissecting stuff and, and like going frame by frame on masking and all kinds of stuff Right. So, so that's one, of course. And, you know, feeding the beast of social media, it's constant, right? Another challenge is um, staying up on the social media, right? So presently, I'm the only one who really handles the central term Instagram. So that's a 24 hours a day stuff. I mean, there's been some times in which like I was in Europe and it was like early morning in BC and like we're chatting and like we're like 12, 13 hours apart or something like that. I mean, there's some times in which it's like, geez, Terrence, why are you up at this time? It's like, yeah, it was a late night last night. It was like, all right, that's an early one on the East Coast over here. All right, all right. We no, don't we don't no, ask those no. questions here. We don't ask why Terrence stays up till four. Oh, hey, I'm 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 right there with you sometimes, right? Um, and sometimes it is like tech supporting and the DMs because that's you know you you become responsive and, and sort of the Center Therm Instagram account has been kind of like a central hub in in part of the communications element of what I do. So people know that if you message me, I'll get back to you, right? So so you know keeping that up, and then of course you know you become really close with people and then it's almost not really like a job anymore it's like i'm just chatting with colin because he's like the sweetest guy in the world you know what i mean gem. so um, yeah just a gem absolutely so you know yeah and i'm lucky enough to count many many people like yourself and and, and some in the chat like that as well right so um from a step back from that standpoint to answer you know i mean there are the natural challenges of working at a uh, you know, a, a mid-sized manufacturer with a somewhat small staff, right? Um, budget in terms of like, how am I going to pay for this next round of 20,000 catalogs, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, log logistical things like, oh my goodness, um, I need sample pro product in Utah in two days. I wish so-and-so would have told me about this, you know, but now, now we have, we're going to miss an opportunity at a, a wholesaler because there's a slight shipping issue, you know, so, so there, the, the little day-to-day -day fires are somewhat um, frustrating, but, but I must say that, that Alex, who I don't know if she's popped in at all, um, is very, very helpful with all that stuff for me as well. So, you know, I mean, those are, I would say, standard um, issues that any, any marketing person, regardless of industry, probably runs into. I mean, I, I this is really the only real job I've ever had, so, you know the NPR stuff really don't count, and uh, you know so um, you know so so I don't really have an experience marketing for Campbell's Soup or or you know whatever a Random House or whatever it is right so but I'm, I'm certain that there are a lot of similar issues that they would run into just because people are bad 
planners sometimes or, or there, something gets lost in the mail or, you know, you know, or, or a, a lead time on a particular item is longer than you uh, allocated for. That kind of stuff is uh, super frustrating. So um, I think that's probably, it's kind of an uncreative answer, but it's the truth. Yeah, it is what it is. I think I think everybody kind of goes through that, even no matter big or small manufacturers. I think everybody goes through this the same the same issues, right? Especially for us on on our end, trying to find people to do the work nowadays as well. Like it's not that we want to have a small amount of staff. It's just that it's hard to sure. find work out there. Uh, not not find work, find the people to do the work out there. But it is what it is, and that's what the industry entails right now. Until you know, we're fo for for me, my focus is to kind of grow the industry more and try to bring more young people in. Hopefully, that we can do that. Um, for those of you in BC, if you don't know, I'm going to do a shout out right now. We're doing a uh, live demo build again on September 21st, 2023. It's going to be this year. It's going to be a one day live boiler build event again. The same thing that we did in Fawn. This time, it's going to be uh, circled around training where you know if we if we get some of the guys out there hopefully flynn can make it hopefully george can make it uh we're going to get them out there to do a live boiler build with a lot of our sponsors that are going to be coming in and we're going to have training blocks for it two halves and every half we're going to have seven people per table of what i'm thinking right now uh to just get people to have hands-on training because what, what what i've been seeing lately is that there's not enough training like that outside and especially for the counter side of it uh, we're trying, I'm reaching out to wholesale as well. So we're trying to get wholesale guys in this event as well. Not only so that they can go sit in that stupid ass fucking room um, to learn about stupid shit all the time. Like it's great that they have those seminars, but fuck the seminars, right? What we're trying to do is actually get some hands-on training because back in the day, I was an inside guy and I learned how to do all the hydronic designs, all the hydronic heating and know all the technical shit. But when your hands are not fucking on the tools, you actually don't know what the fuck you're doing. I can tell by experience because that's what happened to me. Uh, but so that, that's what we're going to be doing on September 21st. I think we're going to have a conversation on that as well, Matt. So hopefully we can work with Central Thern uh, on that. Uh, but other than that, I appreciate your time so much today for coming on to the show. If you guys don't know who Matt is, again, Matt is with Central Thern, the marketing communications manager. They have a Squid Games number two event. You can find it on his Instagram. You can RSVP for the event and then you'll get more notice of what you have to do later. And hopefully we get to see everybody there who wants to be there at Miami on February when? Six, seven, eight. I think technically the, the main deal is like uh, the, the big day is the seventh and six is like a travel day kind of. And then it kicks off lunchtime evening. Uh, you know, folks like from BC who have a far distance might get a little bit of a bonus night because, we, you know, we want you there in the morning. So yeah. we'll have to, you know, once we start really uh, ironing out the details, we'll, we'll know, uh, you know, we have not looked into what kind of flights we can get you guys out of Vancouver yet, you know, that kind of stuff. So that changes a That's little okay. bit of schedule, but it's the sixth and the seventh most. Fantastic. So if you're late to the show, we're going to put the show back on my page. Do you want to get a collab on this as well? Or you, you're okay with that? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you guys can also find the rest of uh, what we talked about earlier on Central Theorem's page as well, as well as Adams, because hopefully we can tag all two, both collaborators. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We will see you next week. I think what we're trying to do is get Josh from Odeon, because we're going to talk about pipe and dope. Sorry, pipe, dope, and tape. So it's going to be dope gate all over again, <laughs> but we have a professional next week to tell us all about it, because Josh is in the manufacturing side of doing pipe dope and tape together. So thank you once again, Matthew. We'll see you soon.
See you later, everybody.